I also feel like I've been smiling this entire time. <laughs> like people can see me. That's hilarious. <laughs> Are you ready to riot for the kingdom? Welcome to episode two of Let's Riot, where we're talking about what we've learned about Sabbath. I'm one of your hosts, Shannon Gressley. And I'm your other host, Ashley Vinton. Let's Riot is a podcast produced by The Bud Co., where we create space to learn about and practice heavenly rhythms for our everyday and get real about hard questions we face as God's people. To find out more about The Bud Co., check us out on Instagram at thebudco or thebudco.org. So today we're diving into what we've learned about the spiritual discipline of Sabbath. If you've been around the church for any length of time, you've probably heard of Sabbath before. After all, it's number four of the Ten Commandments and takes up the most real estate by far when God gives Moses these commandments in Exodus, as John Mark Comer will point out in Garden City. So before we shelve this commandment as just a part of the dusty Old Testament law, we want to examine God's heart behind this impractical Sabbath practice by sharing a little bit about our own experience in practicing Sabbath. So before we give too much away, Ash, what did you think Sabbath was before you started practicing it? I think I always thought it was a nice thought or idea. Um, Honestly, if I really think about it, I think I just always thought that Sabbath was more of a suggestion and not an actual commandment. In all honesty, I guess I think I believe Sabbath was a time not to go to work. So for a while, I believe that I could have been honoring the Sabbath by not physically going to work on the Sabbath. But honestly, in hindsight, I guess that really didn't even have that much of an impact on me because towards the end of college and then right out of college and even in high school, I would have jobs where I had to work on Saturday or Sundays. Um... And I did, and it's not like I created space on another day to practice the Sabbath, you know? Totally. And I totally agree with that thought of that Sabbath was just a nice thought. I think that, you know, it was almost like God was giving us permission to rest, but it wasn't something we had to do. And honestly, I had a pretty unhealthy uh, view of what rest really was. And so Sabbath has really changed that for me. And growing up, Really, I think Sabbath was more of like this commandment of make sure you're going to church than like taking a day of rest. And of course, going to church and Sundays can be restful. um, But in practice, I don't think I was really gauging that to Mm -hmm. its full potential. And honestly, I just really after... I graduated high school, going through college, and now young adult life, really saw the Sabbath as an impractical thing, like who has time to really Sabbath? Or if you're Sabbathing, like you must have not a lot of commitments, a low key Mm -hmm. job to allow you to like actually set aside a day of rest. And in the New Testament, even we read about Sabbath and I kind of think of it as a killjoy of like, oh shoot, you can't do anything. Like you're, you're sitting around and can't even, you know, rescue your sheep, you know, like Mm -hmm. how the Pharisees get so legalistic about it, that it became this very negative thing in my mind until we really dove into it. But the fun thing is Ashley actually introduced me to Sabbath and kind of called me out on a lot of my workaholic tendencies way before we even started practicing Sabbath. So Ash, how did we even get started on this? 
Yeah, that is a great question. So it's kind of crazy reflecting back on it. I really think that it was like a pretty strong, like four month process last fall where the Lord really began awakening me to what the Sabbath is and his heart behind it and the fruit that can come from practicing the Sabbath. So originally it was just from my pastors at uh, the church that I attend here in San Diego. I remember Evan and Dan frequently talking about their Sabbath practices throughout their sermons. We had a few specific sermons on the Sabbath and I was really intrigued. I thought, wait, hold up. This Sabbath thing sounds freaking awesome, but I wasn't totally sold quite yet. It kind of challenged my view on the Sabbath is a time where you don't physically go to work. But honestly, yeah, the way they described the Sabbath sounded like something my soul desperately needed. A few weeks after that sermon, my friend Taylor, she lent me Garden City by John Mark Comer, who you will hear us reference quite a lot. We are huge fans of his work. But anyways, he came to our church to speak a few weeks after Taylor lent me the book. I'd only probably read like a chapter of the book so far. And anyways, I was at a lunch with him and he briefly mentioned the Sabbath and the way he talked about it really pulled me in. I thought to myself that day, I need to find out more about this spiritual practice. So I go home and I dive into the book. Also at the same time as all of this, our church was going through Pete Scazzaro's Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. If you have not read that book, 10 out of 10 recommend it. So we were going through it as a church and as a small group, and there's a huge chapter on the Sabbath. So anyways, I feel like I'm all over the place, but as you can tell, there's just so many different things that I feel like was really like God, just like gently screaming to me, like Sabbath, Sabbath, this is for you. This is good. This is holy. I want you to enter into this. So anyways, I read Garden City, was hooked. A few weeks later, um, I listened to like a five or six sermon series by John Mark through the church that he leads, Bridgetown, up in Portland, about the Sabbath. And I was hooked. And then I was like, I got to practice it. My husband was uh, reading Garden City uh, about the same time. So yeah. So yeah, looking back, I guess it was a four-month process where the Lord was really awakening me as to what Sabbath is. And it's it hasn't been like an easy transition. I'm an Enneagram 7. I'll go more into this later on. But And Shannon's an Enneagram 3, we think. <laughs> she kind of goes back and <laughs> forth between a 3 and a 2. But it's really hard. But honestly, it's been the sweetest practice that we've started. So Yeah, and I feel like as soon as you got into it, you kind of at least tried to convert me. I took a long time totally before I, uh, actually caught the vision like you. Yes. It's funny because last fall, so a little background into what every day looks like for me and my husband, but we both work freelance. And then on top of it, both have our own side hustles that we really pour our hearts into. And so we could probably work 24 seven if yes, we didn't they keep could. ourselves in check. And I would not have said this last fall, but I am not ashamed to say that if I don't keep my natural tendencies in check, I could very easily be a workaholic. 
even even with the knowledge that rest and Sabbath are important parts of my life now, I really have to fight the urge Mm -hmm. to be a workaholic and find my worth and value in that. But Ash called me out. I and she kind of mentioned this, but I have for the last three or four years said that I was an Enneagram too. And if you don't know what the Enneagram is, you need to will link a little bit about the Enneagram (laughs) in the show notes. But I thought I was an Enneagram too for a really long time, which is the helper. And Ash kept just saying, no, no, I really think you're an Enneagram three. You're such an achiever. And I really uh, fought it for a really long time. But now I, I think she was right. I think she knew me a little bit better than I knew myself. But she finally got me to read Garden City at the beginning of the year. I got on this reading kick and put it on the top of my reading list. So I dove into the book and about halfway through, I called Ash up and said, okay, I'm into this Sabbath thing now. But I think what was really cool is how John Mark Comer lays out the importance mm-hmm. of of Sabbath because he also connects it to work and how work and rest are intertwined Mm -hmm. in the kingdom. I think I needed a better view of our our call to work, but also our limitations and work. And his book really bridges the gap between the sacred and the secular. So he reframes work as a way that we get to work with God in creating the world's culture. He kind of goes into this in the book, but in Genesis, we're given what he calls and what scholars call the cultural mandate. And so that's when God says to Adam to uh, subdue the earth and have domain over it. And so we get to be culture builders with God. And so it's not just even, you know, what I do for a paycheck, but what I'm doing to help build kingdom culture on the earth. And I thought that was really cool. But in doing that, I feel like that brings way more significance to how we work. I, a little bit of backstory too. what I do for work, at least my day job is I'm a social media strategist. So, you know, writing up an Instagram post isn't necessarily feeling really weighty most Mm -hmm. days, but John Mark Comer kind of challenges that of whatever work God has put in your life, that is a way to be a good disciple of him, to reflect God's character in our work, wherever that may be. It's not necessarily the work that we do with the Budco or the work I do volunteering for church, but in all capacities. And then something that I just heard at church not too long ago really challenged me. Our pastor said, doing good things does not equal walking in obedience. And I think John Mark echoes this in his book. This is a quote from Garden City. He says, to borrow from the language of Jesus, you got to figure out the work the father gave you to do. Mm -hmm. And then you need to learn the art of saying no to good things. Mm -hmm. A smart man once said, good is the enemy of best. And shoot, that's just so good. You know, I feel like we, I mean, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I feel like we as a culture, especially the Christian culture, have become so obsessed with busy schedules. And that's where we find our security and our worth in and almost look down on other people who like have a Saturday to Sabbath or rest. It's like, Mm -hmm. what are you doing? Like, or don't you need more friends or Mm -hmm. get more involved in church or something, you know? Mm -hmm. So good things don't necessarily equal obedience. 
But okay, Ash, so we've come kind of a long way since those dark days of non-Sabbathing. But so in your own words, what would you say Sabbath is now that you've practiced it? Yeah. So I feel like this is a quote from someone. So I just want to put that out there. This is not my own words. And then I'll get to my own words. I feel like overall, though, Sabbath is a time to remember that he is God and we are not. Yeah, I just, I love that. For some reason, that's always been in my head. Whenever I talk about the Sabbath, I just, it's a time to remember that he is God and we are not. We are not in control, um, all that good stuff. So, but more so in my own words, I feel like first and foremost, Sabbath is just one of the ways in which we do what Jesus did and be like the Father. Jesus Sabbath every week. Just read the Gospels. I just finished up reading the book of Acts today. Absolutely love the Gospels and then Acts, and it's full of little hints of him talking about uh, the Sabbath and talking about events happening on the Sabbath, all that good stuff. So yeah, it's a time where we do what Jesus did and be like the Father. It's also, I feel like, a time So when God created the universe, going back to Genesis, he created a healthy work-rest rhythm, which is exactly where we should model our work-rest rhythms off of. Also, it's really important to remember that work isn't just your job where you go get paid. Work can be going grocery shopping, doing the laundry, Mm -hmm. running errands, anything that you do to try and achieve value in the world. At the same time, resting doesn't just mean sleeping all day and watching movies all all day. Resting involves simply experiencing your relationship with God. So that might mean doing the things that you enjoy with an increased awareness of the one who has created those things. Could be an extended time of prayer where you can just be still and listen to God. The rest is anything that cultivates intimacy and delight in his goodness. I was talking to my husband last night a little bit more about the Sabbath as we were just kind of preparing show notes and such. And one of the things he said, I might quote my husband a lot because he's a very wise guy. Yep. But so he, he was saying how Sabbath allows us to contemplate our own limitations and God's sovereignty. And I just Mm -hmm. amen to that. Sabbath is all about humbling yourself and recognizing God's authority and lack of control of our surroundings and accepting it. Accepting it is often the hardest part. But yeah, I feel like I could go on and on about what Sabbath is, but I feel like in a nutshell, in my own words and my husband's words, that's kind of what it is. Just developing our own intimacy with Christ and experience one day a week where we are enjoying his world and his creation and his relationship with with us and of his love and pursuit of us. Yeah. And obviously we can experience that every single day of the week. But just like a day focused solely on that is really beautiful. What about you, Shan? What about like, in your own words, what would you say Sabbath is? Yeah, absolutely. So I just, I want to echo what you just said. I jotted down another quote from John Mark that says, that's why Sabbath is an expression of faith, faith that there's a creator and he's good and we are his creation. This is his world. 
We live under his roof, drink his water, eat his food, breathe his oxygen. So on the Sabbath, we don't just take a day off from work. We take a day off from toil. We give him all of our fear and anxiety and stress and work and worry. And we let go. Mm. We stop ruling and subduing and we just be. We remember our place in the universe so that we never forget there's a God and I'm not him. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was so good. And I feel like that kind of just echoes everything that you just said. And it's so good. Love it. I, I uh, second everything that you said. I really feel like Sabbath is a gift where God meets our needs. I mm-hmm. think that it's so, it kind of just shows God's tender heart for humanity mm-hmm. of that he thought rest was so important for us that he intended for a seventh of our lives yeah. to be dedicated to rest. Yeah. And that in our humanity, he knows we can't go all seven days of the week. And he celebrates it. He doesn't say, oh, you're so weak because you have to take this day off. But he says, no, this is going to be a day to enjoy and to celebrate who I made you to be and who I am to you. Mm-hmm. And really the thing that convicted me most um, when reading Garden City and even talking to Ash before about Sabbath was that I needed a weekly heart check and reminder of who God is because otherwise it is so easy for me to find my security in how much I can get done mm-hmm. and my work ethic and uh, look at me at how much I can do and how how much I can fill my schedule. It's basically a non-negotiable for my week mm-hmm. of saying, God, my hope and my trust is in you, mm-hmm. not in what I can do or add to the work that that you're doing in my life. Mm-hmm. And really something that's kind of beautiful that's come out of it for me is that the we get to realize that we are building a kingdom culture here and it's a way that we get to interact with God daily that mm-hmm. our work isn't just to kind of spend our days until we get to eternity but we get to be a part of the heavenly roar of who God is on the side of eternity too. Love it. Love it, Shannon. That's so good. <laughs> so Shannon, what do you think was keeping you? I mean, we kind of touched on this earlier, but what do you think was ca- keeping you from practicing it before? Oh girl, you know, I, <laughs> you know, you're you, I, pretty, mean, <laughs> I feel like I know yep, the answer. Yeah. I mean, Ashley really called me out on it. And I, and I also just want to say like what a testament it is to have godly community in your life that they can call you on things mm-hmm. that have become so normal for you and speak truth into it. So I was totally a workaholic working all seven days of the week and really being really prideful about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel bad saying it now, but I would look down on people who like would be like, oh, I on a Saturday morning, be like, Oh, I can't answer this work question. I'll get to it Monday. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, who do you think you are? Like, just yeah. answer the question. You know? <sighs> Sorry, Ash. I know that was you. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but she had a healthy balance. I really just took pride in my work ethic. And that's where I found my value and my worth. Um, honestly, I felt it was like, it was pretty irresponsible for me mm-hmm. to, to leave my projects and my work. And that's because I thought I could do it on my own. I mm-hmm. thought that I was going to get 
my dreams and my passion to the place where it would be successful and that God was kind of just there to be a cheerleader and not my source of strength. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of gross. And I kind of hate that that was my life for so long. But now looking back on it, I mean, that's exactly where I was. Mm -hmm. What about you, Ash? What do you think? Yeah. Um, honestly, I think in overall, it was just a lack of belief that God's commands are actually for our good. Uh, I think I thought that, you know, the Sabbath is an old Testament commandment that I could ignore. It was no longer applicable to 2019. I quickly accepted this thought rather than earnestly attempting to follow the command Because I guess I just didn't really believe the command could be good for me. It was just an annoying Mm -hmm. other thing for me to follow up with so much constant busyness and noise in my life. When in reality and in truth, the laws are designed to create a flourishing society with flourishing individuals. And who doesn't want to be a part of a flourishing society and be flourishing? (laughs) You know? So, yeah, just misunderstanding. Yeah. I, and I think that's so much of the old Testament that mm-hmm. we are like, oh, that's old. That's outdated. Right. And we almost have this mindset of like, oh, Jesus came and fulfilled the law. And so we no longer live under it. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's true. But God didn't send Jesus to abolish the law. He came to fulfill mm-hmm. it. And now we get to live under the law and the freedom that it was intentionally given for and not, not really have to worry about living up to it because Jesus already did that for us Mm -hmm. in his perfect life and his perfect sacrifice. But that doesn't mean that what you just said, it was never intended to be this smothering thing Mm -hmm. for us. And I think we have to reposition our view on on the Ten Commandment, mm-hmm. Commandments, yeah. on the law, on the Old Testament, and really relish in them instead mm-hmm. of being like, oh, well, that's outdated. That's not for me anymore. Yeah, because God is good and he has our good in mind. Man, that's that's truth right I there. I love it. I wish I had that verse pulled up. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Yep. Yep. Whatever that one is. Isaiah. Yeah. Isaiah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. We'll put that in our show notes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So Ash, what does a typical Sabbath look like for you? Um, Oh my goodness. So we added this question last night and I honestly, it was funny. I was just like, I was like typing in it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I'm already getting so fired (laughs) up for Saturday when we have our next Sabbath, you know? Um, But usually it actually starts. So Friday, when we get home from work, we make sure any errands are done. The laundry is done. The house is clean. Dishes are put away, all that good stuff. So usually it kind of begins Friday night with whatever we're doing. And then, but Saturday, Basically looks like sleeping in until 7 a.m. I know that's crazy to a lot of people, but I hate sleeping in. I, my body just doesn't sleep. I don't know. I'm an Enneagram 7 and the moment I wake up, I'm just like, all right, who can I see? What can I do? All that good stuff. So I sleep in until 7 a.m., which is great. I have extended time with Jesus in the morning. I go on a long run on the beach with my husband or a bike ride with him. Come back from that, go to the farmer's market with some girlfriends while Kyle gets coffee with some of his guy friends. 
We typically then do a late brunch or a lunch out. We don't cook at all breakfast, lunch, or dinner on the Sabbath. So yeah, we get a fun brunch or lunch with some friends. And then we live in San Diego, which is beach time year round pretty much. So yeah, we typically just head to the beach and play spike ball or volleyball. We nap on the beach. We read. The dream. Go for walks. It's great. We <laughs> love it. And then we come home and we typically get ready for heading out to dinner. And we walk. We walk to Little Italy and go eat dinner there. We are huge Italian food freaks and Little Italy has some bomb Italian food. So always fill our bellies with some good Italian food. And then we either go to bed by 9 p.m. We have a really early Sunday morning setting up for church or we try to be cool college kids again and hang out with friends until really <laughs> late, which is usually not a good idea. And I regret that on Sunday mornings. I don't ever regret it, but it's just like, Oh, why'd you do that? That was really dumb. You're going to be exhausted the rest of the day. Of the day. I live a little exactly, sometimes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyways, that is what our Sabbath looks like. And obviously sometimes it's different, you know, sometimes we have visitors in town, so it's, we have to be flexible with it. But yeah. What about you? Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, it's now that we've practiced Sabbath, I'm like, Oh, yes, it's it's Thursday when we're yeah. recording this. And I'm like, only two more days. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so our Sabbath looks pretty similar. We sleep in not only until 7 a.m. It's more like <laughs> 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. over here. Good for you guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we eat really good food. We usually love to walk or bike to our favorite brunch spot in our neighborhood called the Park Cafe. They've got the best ever, hash browns. <laughs> amen. If you're ever in Salt like you need to check it out. I'll go with you. Or we will prepare our meals on Friday night. Uh, so we've really gotten guys. creative with uh, crock pot meals. Mm. But then we usually try to be outside and make space for our community. We host a weekly game night that has really been a blessing this year. And Really, I love that this is a part of our Sabbath. We feel like at the beginning of the year, God was just speaking to make space for our community. And so we're pressing into that on our Sabbath. And then we spend time with God and in prayer together. So what I really love about our Sabbath kind of schedule, I guess. I don't know if it's really a schedule, but I just used to think that resting and Sabbathing would be like doing nothing all day, right, like sitting right. at home. And honestly, you know, with my crazy tendency to be a workaholic, I didn't even know like what to say my hobbies were. Like people mm -hmm. would be like, what do you do for fun? And I was like, yeah. uh, work on the bed coat, <laughs> you know, like that's, I mean, and it is fun for me, but, uh, you know, I was kind of challenged to think about how do I enjoy the life that me and God are building together. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so we try to kind of assess that in each season, really, this has been one long season. We'll see how Sabbath changes as we move forward, but what is important in this season? What is God trying to teach us and how can we press into that? I love how John Mark Comer in Garden City 
really challenges the reader to think of Sabbath as a way to worship and how to like, how can we be worshipful in how we spend our Sabbath? It really broadens your view of what worship is that like going on a hike with friends or going on Mm -hmm. a walk around the park with your dog can be worship because you're enjoying the presence Mm -hmm. of God and the life that you're building together and the culture that you're bringing to your space and your neighborhood. It's, Mm -hmm. it's really fun. Who knew resting could be fun? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, but I guess what is the hardest part of practicing it? Like what's been most challenging for you? Yeah. So I kind of mentioned this beforehand, but for me, it's honestly not over scheduling social events. I've had some pretty, not fail of a Sabbath, but I don't know, I guess if you will, it's been a pretty fail. If I literally go from 7am to 10pm going, going, going. So yeah, I mean, as I said before, I'm a seven on the Enneagram and I would love, love, love my calendar to, um, be filled to the brim on Saturdays. I'm up at 7am, as I said, and my heart literally starts racing the minute I'm up. I'm so sorry, Kyle, (laughs) but it starts racing the minute I'm up just thinking about what I want to do and people I want to see. And it's honestly really easy for me to say no to errands, no to work, no to cleaning, But it's really hard for me to say no to all the social events and not that social events and like events and hanging out with your community are bad because that's really good. And I really do feel filled up after a day of farmer's market states and beach days and game nights. But honestly, because my weeks are so full, I need a day with a little more space, just, you know, space to dream, to pray, to worship, to create, to read, to just be And if my calendar is filled from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m., it just doesn't happen, you know? Yeah, I almost feel like we're on the opposite ends of the spectrum of like putting down work was really hard for me and like you almost rest too hard or like play too hard. Maybe Uh, that that balance between work and play. It's just interesting. I mean, it is totally our personalities, but it's also kind of cool to really be able to balance each other out Mm -hmm. and uh, learn from one another in that. Totally. Yes. And another, another big thing that's been helpful for me, this is just a side note, and I don't always keep this, but I really try to delete like my email app my Instagram app, my, I guess those are really my only two apps that I really like go on a lot, but I try to get rid of those because if we do have a more low key Sabbath, it's easy for me to just kind of sit there on the couch and be like, Oh, I'm going to rest and just scroll on Instagram for 30 or 45 minutes. And then it turns into a much longer time. And then it's like, this is not rest, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, and it's almost funny. We've, you know, I don't want to hate on self care because I do think it is important, but I almost feel like it has taken, like, God knew we needed self care and that's why He created Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And Sabbath is almost like self care with more purpose. Totally. And, it doesn't fluctuate, you know, it's a, it's a staple of your week. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten to this place where we're a culture that is like, oh, self-care or self-care. And that mm-hmm. looks like binging Netflix or, right, right. you know, yes. just tuning out and unplugging, which like there is a t- 
there's a place in time. Lord knows literally that I, me and my husband love a good drama on Netflix Mm -hmm. or HBO, but that doesn't always equate resting in God. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I admire that, that you delete those apps. I'm not to that point yet. I need to be. (laughs) I'm not the best. Honestly, I've only done it maybe three of the time Sabbaths that we have, but honestly, looking back, those three Sabbaths that I did delete, all of those were the most sweetest, like were the sweetest and the most fruitful Sabbaths that I've ever had. So challenge for you this week, Shannon, delete Instagram, delete your email app, delete anything else that might be a distraction. (laughs) All right. First, I need to go and find out what my passwords are for all those accounts because I just rely on uh, that it remembers my password. That's so funny. Anyway, the practicals of practicing Sabbath. Anyway, (laughs) uh, I feel like honestly... I am more in the boat of what's been hard for me is really preparing for Sabbath Mm. of being able to set myself up Mm -hmm. to really go deep in Sabbath, both spiritually and practically, you know, like preparing meals beforehand, uh, having the house cleaned if we're for our game night that night. Yeah. And so that I literally do not think about the toil that Mm -hmm. would be a part of my everyday. And that also requires throughout the week, creating space to then prepare for Sabbath. I think I forget where I read this, but somebody talks about treating Sabbath like a holiday. Like Mm. you wouldn't just wake up Christmas morning and be like, all right, it's Christmas. Like, Mm -hmm. no, like you're preparing a meal. You're like getting excited for it. There's like preparation that goes along with it. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I I'm slowly, but surely getting better at that. Hopefully, hopefully this week I can prove after talking (laughs) about it for for an hour uh, that there there's good preparation there. Okay. So how long do you think you would say you've been practicing Sabbath? Um, our first Sabbath ever was the day that we got our Christmas tree. So I remember it was actually kind of cool. So practiced it. It was a Saturday. We were having church at night. And so, you know, usually we have to wake up at like super early to get there for church in the morning. And so we had a great first day of Sabbath and because we didn't have to go to church until like four or five o'clock that night we looked at each other on Sunday morning and we were like, let's keep Sabbathing. (laughs) And so we just kind of went for, wait, what was the original question? Uh, when did you start Sabbathing? Oh yes. So yeah, it was the day that we got the Christmas tree. So sometime in December. Okay, cool. So you've been doing it for what, like five months now? Yeah. Yeah. It has been hard though. Like for example, like the more that we talk on this podcast, I'm sure this will come up, but oftentimes I feel like my husband and I run an Airbnb and we just have, our doors are rotating with just like visitors, which is awesome. Like we love that. We love hospitality. We love hosting and letting people stay at our place. But there was a time where we had in the course of like eight weeks, I think, like I would say five or six of those weekends were, um, yeah, we had visitors, which was great. We loved it, but it was really hard to like 
keep up the practice of Sabbath with them because they were like, let's go see everything in San Diego, you know? And so that was, it was hard, but we are learning how to still Sabbath with guests in town. <laughs> yeah. Know? Like I feel like that brings up a really big point about Sabbath of like, it's one thing to be like, okay, I'm going to Sabbath, but then how do you get other people to like respect that, Mm -hmm. you know, or like, how do you do that really practically of like, Mm -hmm. well, what if my boss needs me on a Saturday or like somebody's asking me to do this, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like we're definitely still in that process, but have you thought of any practicals or are you still learning? Uh, practicals. What do you like? Like, how do you, do you explain to people like, Hey, this is our Sabbath. Like, Mm, yeah. How do you communicate that? Well, with visitors in town, we don't really tell them about the Sabbath. I mean, it's not like we don't tell them about the Sabbath, but we don't, I don't know. Um, we don't really tell the people like, you know, the people staying with us, like, okay, we're going to practice Sabbath now. So please delete Instagram off your phone right now. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. more of something like me and Kyle try to wake up before our guests do and still get that hopefully extended time with Jesus in the morning before they wake up. It could look like, yeah, getting everything done and preparing a day for our guests that's restful for both them and for us. And then thankfully for our community here in San Diego, I, both me and Kyle work very Monday through Friday jobs and we're never really expected to work on the weekends, which is a huge blessing. And thankfully, our community here in San Diego has also been just really awakened to the idea of Sabbath. And so a lot of our community has kind of the same vision of Saturday or Sunday, whatever day they feel like they want to, they practice Sabbath. So I don't know. I don't know if that answered answered your question, but <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And I I think it's so beautiful that your community does it or like has that shared vision. I feel mm-hmm. like at least I'm advocating to everyone in my life now that Sabbath is the best thing ever yeah. and they need to do it. So we're slowly but surely converting good. people. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a good thing. What, so what do you think is the biggest takeaway from practicing it? Yeah, honestly, it transforms my week and I go about the rest of my week Mm -hmm. in a peace and a confidence knowing whose I am and just my purpose in him. I'm also rested to love others well. There are some days where, you know, like throughout the week where I'm just going, 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 and I don't give myself any time to rest even during those days. And then it's just like, I, I get home at the end of the day and I don't love my community well. I don't love Kyle well. I don't love my family well. And it all boils down to the fact that I've literally been going, going, going. So yeah, I just feel like overall, there's so much fruit that comes from practicing it that I'd rather keep practicing it because the weeks that I don't practice the Sabbath, I can easily tell a difference. And it's really not a difference that I want to continue to see. And yeah, it's just, I feel like another takeaway is that it's given me an increased faith in the goodness of God and Mm -hmm. his deep care of our souls, you know? Yeah, that's so good. What about you? Uh, I, you know, feel like when I do Sabbath Mm -hmm. and when I make it a priority, I feel like I have more to give during my week, Monday through Friday and then on Sunday. 
And I honestly get way more done mm-hmm. than when I had no work boundaries. I am, I feel like I almost have this super mm. natural, uh, productivity for a more limited amount of numbers because I'm finding my strength in God mm. and not my own strength. Yeah. And it really fights the scarcity mindset as a creative of like, mm. Oh, what if this is my last good idea, you know, which is so silly and, mm it overflows into how I think about God of, is God still going to be good tomorrow? Is his faithfulness going to run out on me? Like, of course I like could tell you, no, 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 no. And if you were telling me that I'd be like, you're crazy. Why would you think that? But in my own life, like that's how I operated Mm -hmm. so much of the time. And so Sabbath has really been such a gift. Mm-hmm. And I see it now as a way to worship and enjoy God mm-hmm. and to declare yeah. like what you're saying, who he is and who he calls me to be mm-hmm. and the security and the peace and the just confidence we have in that. And it's really just a way to be in the presence of God in a way that's not just quiet time or church, mm-hmm. which is like kind of a weird thing to think about. And honestly, I think it's going to be a common thread throughout all of these spiritual disciplines that we're going to dive into. But God didn't design us just to commune with him in the times when we're literally opening up our Bible or we're literally singing a worship Mm -hmm. song. Like, of course, those are really important times and we're called to dive wholeheartedly into that. But our whole lives can be a way that we commune with God. And that just up until recently has been such a foreign concept to me. And it sounded exhausting. And so like you had to be a monk or something to do that, you know, like, no, we were designed to, to do that, to be in relationship with God in our everyday. So I don't know. Sabbath is the best. Everyone should do it. I mean, (laughs) other than that, it is so fun to enjoy God and the, and the good things he's putting in our lives and to serve people in our community. But Mm -hmm. it's just good for the soul. Like you were saying, gosh, yeah. And it overflows into other relationships. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It really is. Yeah. Anyway, I love it. If we haven't converted you to the Sabbath yet, we're going to be diving in in two more podcasts about this subject. Mm -hmm. We hope that you'll tune in. If you enjoyed this podcast, we hope that you subscribe so that we can keep up and continue diving into spiritual disciplines and learning how we can live in the presence of God in Mm -hmm. our everyday. Like Ash said at the beginning of the podcast, you can check us out on Instagram at TheBudCo or on our website at TheBudCo.com. We are so thankful for you and we hope that we'll get to chat more. All right. Bye guys. Bye guys. 